0: What is going on, Tecmo team? Andy back here with the Tecmo Bros. Tyler, Ben, happy to have you guys back on. We got an action-packed show. We got a lot to get through. Today is Bold Prediction Day, gentlemen. This is the day we get to kind of be crazy on this Wednesday, the 30th. So, Ben, Tyler, hey! how you feel? Bold predictions today. Bold predictions. Hey! Who, wants to, who wants to start it off, my friends?
1: Uh, I will volunteer as tribute. Excellent. Um, I wanted to go ahead and jump in uh, with a bold prediction. Um, You're going to hear some of my biases. You're going to hear one of my rules come out, but I'm going to say that Damian Pierce outscores Brees Hall and is the number one rookie running back this year. Um, When I wrote this bold prediction down, Marlon Mack had not been cut yet, so I want to go ahead and claim A little bit of foresight in this before everybody's like, oh, he's just riding that wave. Also, um, so I watched the episode, or not the episode, the the preseason game with Lovey Smith and Damian Pierce. Uh, It was week three slash four, if you count the Hall of Fame game. And uh, the interview with Lovey Smith, he had a huge compliment with Damian Pierce. And he's like, we are a running team. And then Damian Pierce is like, average it seems like eight yards of carry it's probably that's probably more than it is but dude has been gashing in preseason um so this is a pro Damian Pierce uh take but it's also a negative Brees Hall take uh Brees Hall plays for the New York Jets that's my point he <laughs> plays for the New York Jets and so I think Damian Pierce is now has the opportunity now has the it has the skill set. I think. Uh, the way he graded out at Florida and the why, why he went to the fourth round, Florida, they're just – look, I'm hot takes. I, Florida – I hate the Florida Gators, and I don't think they're good at using their players. Damian Pierce is absolutely uh, – uh, looks like a solid NFL running back, and Brees Hall plays for the Jets. And I have a no Jets rule. I think you should trade Brees Hall for all the hype that you need to get and get other – Solid players for him. Brees Hall, once again, plays for the Jets.
0: I mean, I, I can't disagree necessarily just based on the fact of opportunity. He's clearly the guy. Uh, he's going to beat that Rex Burkhead, I would imagine, for most of the touches in the backfield. Um, I don't see a path where this is like a crazy take. I mean, Brees Hall obviously graded out better as a prospect. Um, Than Damian Pierce on a lot of people's tape and draft boards, but um, I don't think it's overly crazy in terms of a prediction. Ben, do you have anything to add to uh, Damian Pierce being the guy in Houston?
2: Um, The Texans O-line was pretty atrocious last year. They tried to fix it. I'm not sure they did. So we'll see. I, I agree. I think that Damian Pierce is going to have some legit opportunity. Um, if what he does with that legit opportunity is run 14 times for 3.2 yards per carry, that's probably not going to be true. So we'll we'll see. Um, I, I, I definitely wouldn't make the bold prediction, but I, I can see why uh, Tyler wants to bank on the opportunity.
0: And Ben, why don't you go ahead and tell us what your first one is on the list? Oh
2: man, first bull prediction for me, Michael Pittman, top five wide receiver. I so agree. Michael say uh, top, top three wide receiver.
0: That might be a little crazy, but I I mean I can hope it happens. No, I, sure.
2: I I'm thinking I'm thinking top five. I don't know if I'm gonna go top three, top five wide receiver, Michael Pittman. Um, so Pittman, top three wide receiver, maybe. Top five wide receiver for sure. Last year, Pittman was uh, 16th in overall targets. Matt Ryan throws to his number one wide receiver more than anyone in the NFL over the last 10 years. Um, if you look at the last 10 years, Rodgers and Devontae were really high a couple of years. But outside of that, um, if you look at it over the last decade, is all Matt Ryan, all over the place. I think Michael Pittman is going to see Get this, 170 targets. So that's 10 targets a game. That's Cooper Cup level volume. I think he's going to be a monster. I think we're talking something like 1,500 yards and 10 plus touchdowns for Michael Pittman. I think he is just going to emerge as a truly elite guy. I think the talent level is there, and Michael Pittman is about to become a fantasy may for the next five years as a as a wide receiver. One.
0: So I'll just go ahead and agree and hope that that happens. Uh, I will get my one plug-in per show that Paris Campbell will still be something on that Indianapolis Colts team. Uh, Probably just the wide receiver too. 60 targets is fine. I'd be okay with that. Uh, But, yeah, Pittman, top five, I can buy it. Tyler, any thoughts on that one?
1: Yeah, I like the the approach. I think that there's five receivers that I could name that would be in front of them, but that's why this is bold. But that's assuming people – somebody like – Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, and Justin Jefferson. I mean, six of those guys are not in the top five. If that's true. So um, I'd be curious at who would be the one that dropped out. Um, however, the other thing I would say is this is why it wouldn't happen, or this is why it wouldn't be close, is Jonathan Taylor just dominates the red zone. Um, so those are, but that's why well it's a bold prediction. I love it. <laughs>
0: I'm just going to push back on the Jonathan Taylor red zone thing. I can see Taylor scoring a bunch of touchdowns again, but I do you think part of it could have been that they didn't trust Carson Wentz in the red zone to throw the ball? I mean, Carson Wentz, while relatively efficient by metrics, uh, the eye test wasn't as good.
1: Yeah, I don't think I trust Carson Wentz not in the red zone, so I definitely don't think they trusted him in the red zone. Um, I think that's, that's great. That's solid. I also think JT might be one of the best running backs that Matt Ryan's had in a while, so I just wonder if that, and also for some reason he could never connect with Julio as often as I felt like he should have, and that, that's the only reason I say that, is he may just be more effective in the red zone than, say, the, the passing game.
2: be what I'm going to say to that is Jonathan Taylor is going to get 15 TDs and it's not going to matter because you can have a great running back and a great wide receiver uh, on the same team. We've seen that over and over again.
0: I think the Colts offense just might be better as a whole a bit more balanced. So that that's good. Michael Pittman. Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to jostle Ben's feathers here uh, with my first bold prediction. Uh, Jalen hurts is going to finish as the QB one on this season uh he's got the cheat code he's a rushing quarterback he's gonna have six to nine touchdowns on the ground probably rushing for six to eight hundred yards and you added a.j brown for the games a.j brown is healthy jalen hurts doesn't have to be a good thrower of the football he can connect on a five yard pass to a.j brown let him do the rest and all of a sudden he gets credit for 75 passing yards uh legit number one weapon devonta smith is still there dallas Goddard's kind of a beast that backfield still catches balls The recipe is there for Jalen Hurts to be the QB one. And I very well could see him finishing as the top quarterback in fantasy. Uh, We'll go to Tyler first before Ben kind of goes on a rampage here.
1: I, I actually, this was like on my didn't make it list uh, because I really wanted to talk about the other guys that we're going to talk about, but everything is there for it. And when you add a receiver A.J. Brown caliber. I mean, right there with you, Andy. I think a hundred percent that this is yes. It's bold. Is it likely? Is he even close to the best quarterback in the league? No. But in fantasy football, you play to win the game, and he breaks the game when he can rush the way he does. And I think his passing output will increase if he was the sixth overall quarterback last year and what and what he was producing, and he just goes up. 500 yards and five to 10 touchdowns passing. What else? Where does that put him? It it excels him into that range. 10 touchdowns. That's a 40% increase.
2: The dude threw for 16 touchdowns last year in 15 games, right? Not good at throwing the football. The number one thing NFL quarterbacks have to do to help their team win, throw the football. I understand he's been a good fantasy quarterback, actually, same amount of points as pack from homes and i believe it's their last 24 starts or excuse me 19 starts sorry about that um but i think that this is absolutely insane this is a super bold prediction that will not come true i just don't see it with jalen hurts i understand that aj brown is awesome and you can hit him on a five-yard slant jalen hurts doesn't complete five-yard slants because five-yard slants mean that there's a defender in the area, and Jalen Hurts doesn't complete those passes because he's not accurate, which is the number one thing you need to be when you play quarterback in the NFL. This is a terrible prediction. You are absolutely going to fall flat in your face. I could not disagree harder. And I actually like Jalen Hurts now. I think he's a great guy. He's just not great at throwing footballs.
0: Fantastic. Just, I knew it. I loved it. I had to do it. I still believe it could happen. Man, do I feel good about myself right now?
2: I got my second one, Andy, man. So my second bull prediction here, DeAndre Swift gets a thousand yards receiving, but not a thousand yards rushing. So I think that Swift is going to be healthy this year. I think that in Detroit, um, they're realizing that DeAndre Swift is a good running back, but he's phenomenal in space. He's phenomenal when they give him those high value touches. Jared Goff, dumps the ball off more than any other quarterback in football. I think that we're going to see Swift get, gosh, we're talking like McCaffrey level t- uh, targets here, you know, where he might catch hundred, 110 passes. I think they're going to throw him the ball a lot, get him out in space. And I predict a thousand yards receiving for Deandre Swift without getting to a thousand yards rushing, still a phenomenal PPR year for the man and a phenomenal year overall. But uh, I I think he's the first running back in a long, long time, maybe ever, where we see that number without having a thousand yards rush.
0: I know Tyler's a DeAndre Swift fan, much like myself. Tyler, do you agree or disagree with this particular assertion?
1: I think it's completely plausible. I think the question that I have is um, Ben, as not necessarily always the Swift supporter, but this would make him a easily top five running back, right? 100%
2: would. Um, I, you know, I try and be good at this and not just go with my biases. It bothers me, kind of like how it bothers me that Jalen Hurts isn't an accurate quarterback. It bothers me that DeAndre Swift might not be the best runner as a running back on his own team. I'm not convinced that he is. Um, But he's really, really good. When they get the ball in his hands in the passing game, it plays to golf strength. The Lions have a really solid uh, offensive line. Um, and I think that he is going to be—he's uh, going to be a real weapon in the passing game. Detroit's going to lean on it. It plays to their quarterback strengths. Like, you know, I'm—I am trending up on DeAndre Swift for sure.
0: I like it. I agree. I think it's definitely plausible. Um, yeah, Swift's vision while running is not the greatest coming out of the backfield, but you put that ball in his hands on a short little dump off. That's a nice little 15, 20-yard gainer. I can definitely see that being a possibility. Uh, Tyler, let's swing back to you. Your second bold prediction was a quarterback, it looks like.
1: Yes. um, My bold prediction is Trey Lance is a top three quarterback. Um, So, Trey Lance, uh, I want you to take all the ways that Jalen Hurts breaks the game, and I want you to apply it to Trey Lance. Uh, I think that – and what if he's better? What if he hits bigger uh, plays? What if he runs the ball just a little bit more? What if Kyle Shanahan is really good at offense? Uh, Trey Lance has the opportunity to make the largest jump uh, in the fantasy world and kind of break the game. Even if he's average, he his skill set can land him in that huge upside where he gets – 10 to 12 points each week just from his legs, and then he can just stack on uh, the rest and get easily get to 30 points just by having like 15 to 18 points uh, from his arm. Uh, also, he has game breakers on his offense that can get the ball into the end zone.
0: So much like Ben doesn't see it with Jalen Hurts, I think when I watch Trey Lance, I think he's got everything Jalen Hurts has, but worse personally um i don't think he can crack top three i'm not sure he's going to crack top 10 even with his rushing ability um i'm just unsure that he's really just going to be a thing long term uh even for this season necessarily uh man i just i just i don't see it um yeah you can give the ball debo very similar to the aj brown situation you do a little five-yard pass you get credit for all that um just watching trey lance i don't see it but i'm also not a pro nfl scout i just don't don't believe it when I see it. Ben, how about yourself?
2: Trey Lance remind, reminds me of kind of Jamarcus Russell's arm on like Russell Wilson's legs. Um, and Jamarcus Russell like flamed out of the league in four years, right? Like, so I do think that Trey Lance will be able to run around and do a bunch of stuff. I I'd love to see him develop and and really be awesome. I think he could be a I think he has Josh Allen-level athletic talent. Um, I'm not sure. I never thought that Josh Allen was going to be what he is, right, Um, where Tyler was an early adopter on that. I could be wrong again. I certainly don't think it will happen this year if Trey Lance makes a leap. I think that would probably be next year. Um, Top three, like, we're talking probably a 1,000 rushing yards plus eight-plus touchdowns if what Tyler is talking about is going to have any chance of coming true, that is, that is historically incredible. I just don't see it.
0: Yeah. Tyler want to push back at all.
1: Yeah. The only thing I'll say is this is, um, and I, I would say this about the the stuff with Jalen hurts as well is there is There are narratives, and this happened with Josh Allen. Um, I'm glad you made the comparison because I was about to say, well, I kind of profile him as Josh Allen. Now I don't have to Um, because that would have been even bolder. Uh, Not everybody's going to just come and be the number one just because they look like somebody. However, um, there's a narrative sometimes when guys can improve in the NFL. He sat for a year. um, We haven't seen enough of him to, to just say, hey, he's not good. He is good. I'm not convinced that he is going to be a top five QB in the NFL. I am convinced that his production and the way that it would go would be amazing. Top three was for me to be bold. Top six, seven, eight, I think is definitely in the range of outcome, outcomes. And uh, I would even say that the range of outcomes could be number one overall, a la the Jalen Hurts argument earlier. Uh, just because of what he is able to do. And if he is good, if, and with Kyle Shanahan and that offense, which I'm a believer in the 49ers offense and a believer in Kyle Shanahan and his ability to put players in positions to succeed. I think that he could uh, just really win leagues this year.
0: I mean, fair. I mean, the thing about fantasy that I love is that you can have your own opinions about stuff and you can have your own feelings about it try to go that way. Um, It's always fun to watch how it shakes out. So, I mean, I guess best of luck. Maybe Trey Lance will actually get there, but I don't see, I don't want any part of it. Um, And that's why fantasy exists.
2: I am Trey Lance in no leagues, put it that way.
0: Najee, outside the top 10, that's my next prediction. Najee Harris finishes outside the top 10. Most of his production, at least a lot of his production came on having a crazy amount of receptions last year from the statue that was Big Ben, uh, towards the end of his career you actually give him a mobile quarterback be it mitch trubisky be it kenny pickett whoever's starting for the steelers you know this year intermittently uh just Najee's not going to have that same type of target share uh obviously they drafted george pickens look dude looks like a beast just you're going to have a qb that can actually be mobile get out of the pocket throw to a receiver not Najee, and Najee last year one of the least efficient running backs in terms of yards per carry and yards per touch. So the volume he had last year unsustainable. he's being drafted in the late first round right now. Uh, it's, it's too much uh, even in dynasty startups. People love this guy. He's young. Sure. But not efficient. I don't see that getting any better, especially as you give a quarterback that has some mobility uh, taking away his dump offs and his rushing attempts. So out to that top 10 feels like a lock for me, for Najee, not being a top ten, uh, Ben.
2: Thoughts? I'm I'm gonna actually disagree with you on this one, Andy. I think Najee will end up cracking the top ten. I think the target share felt overinflated because he had an insane week three last year where he got 19 targets, and that bumped him to the the very top of the NFL target list for running backs last year, tied with Eckler. Um, all right, let's give him five for that day. That drops him down to 79, which puts him right about fourth or fifth, right, right in that range. Um, And I think that that's actually probably about where his true talent level is, um, is that he is going to get somewhere around four to five targets a game, um, and he'll do something solid with those targets. I agree that I don't know if he's going to be hyper-efficient But he is the show there in Pittsburgh, again, on the ground. I think you can pencil him in for about 70 targets. As we know, those high-value targets for a running back are hugely helpful. I think they'll ram him into the line enough times that he can snag another 1,100 yards, toss in five, six rushing TDs, and next thing you know, you got RB9. I
1: actually like the 9-10 area for him to, uh, to land and to end the year um however i like the way you presented it andy because i'm not sure though that he would be a league winner and i think he might have uh capitalized or peaked at value and i think he would be and i did do this a sell and i know it's crazy because it's like okay how early do you really want to get out on a running back i think you're seeing how good he can be now the reason that he would Uh, he would just kind of break this mold, would simply be that volume, volume, volume. And a lot of times volume is king. So um, I like him landing at the back end of that, of the RB1 area. But the one thing that I think that, everybody needs to take into account, especially with Najee Harris, is I'm not sure that he is going to be more than what he was. I think we saw the ceiling, and, and it's going to come down because of that pass catching, because of uh, the inefficiency, and they're not just going to be saving Ben Roethlisberger's arm anymore. They're, they have other options. Uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, I mean, not Kenny Pickett to George Pickens or Mitch Trubisky for the first six games. Who knows? But I love their receiving. And that way, therefore, I don't think they need to just dump it off to Najee.
0: I agree. I just I look at all that I mentioned, and I forgot to mention they have just a god awful O line that's just gonna be a nightmare for any running back to be behind. I just I don't see top ten, it could be high teens like 13, 14. I just don't think he's gonna return on what you're expecting him to. I think like Tyler said, uh you're getting him at his absolute ceiling uh right now. Uh let's keep on going we're doing real good here on time guys. Let's go to Tyler for your third bold prediction.
1: Yeah, so number 3, uh and I just wanted to take the opportunity. I'm going to let some of my fandom show here as well. Uh this is my new favorite player in the league. I have decided his name is Kyle Pitts. And I'm saying that Kyle Pitts will score more than the wide receiver 3. Remember Kyle Pitts is a tight end. This would make him the number one overall tight end. And if it's anything like last year with Mark Andrews, he was about at 250. I think it would put him at like 280 to 300 points for the year. Uh, What is my analysis for this? Kyle Pitts is freaking good, okay? Like the dude, I think he has the potential to break fantasy for a couple years. And I don't know if it's if he will do it, but when will it be this year? Will it be the next year? Okay. The reason he doesn't do it, uh, Marcus Mariota, uh, even Desmond Ritter, maybe they're trying to get a good quarterback from next year. I don't know. I'm not sure that teams are actually playing uh, a game where they're trying to get the first overall pick. I think they're trying to put fans in the stands and things like that. And I think that Mariota was actually really good in the preseason. He was something like 12 for 12, 12 for 13. Uh, he graded out better than just about every other quarterback, and then they got him off the field to make sure that he was ready to go for the season. And one play that they did together, I mean, the dude did a 50-yard bomb, and he burnt a cornerback. Tight ends aren't just doing that. The dude can simply break the game, and when he does, he's probably going to be a cheat code in just about every fantasy league.
0: So I've got nothing to add. I think that was fantastic. I'm not sure he gets to wide receiver three point production, but I definitely see tight end one in his realm of outcomes.
2: Ben, anything to add? I think that next year will be the year that Tyler would be right if you made this bold prediction, but at that point it wouldn't be bold. Um, I think that Kyle Pitts is the biggest offensive athletic marvel to hit the NFL since Calvin Johnson. And I think that we are going to see him have some years where he puts up some stupid Megatron-like stats and kind of breaks the fantasy algorithm when he has something like 1,800 receiving yards and 14 touchdowns at a tight end spot. And 44% of league winners have Kyle Pitts. Uh, on their team. Right. I I think that we are going to see maybe multiple years that look like that. out of this kid, I think he's the most talented tight end to ever play the game. Tyler could be right. I think he's probably one year early um, and he just won't get enough looks to make that happen. But man, um, I really hope this happens because it would be so fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, it seems like we're all fairly on the same page with this particular one. Uh, Cal pitch is amazing as a, uh, Falcons fan in rehab, I agree. Kyle Pitts is fantastic, so let's move on to a second tight end. It uh, looks like we got uh the reigning tight end one on Ben's
2: third prediction. My third prediction here is that travis kelsey thirty three year old Travis Kelsey will not be a top five tight end. a couple of things first one travis kelsey's thirty three I'm gonna say that again, right like He's just getting up there. Uh, Wide receivers start to tail off a little bit every year after 30. Tight ends, that's actually a bigger tail off after 30 than we see at wide receiver. Travis Kelsey has, for the most part, had a pretty healthy career, but we've seen him get banged up each of the last couple of years. Um, You will see that Tyreek Hill is no longer there, just absolutely taking the top off of and pulling that extra safety. I think a huge reason why we've seen Travis Kelsey have a small portion of success he's had over his career. He's awesome, right? But the last four or five years, I think you're probably inflating his stats by, I'd say, 10 to 15 yards a game, right? A catch or two a game because of what Tyreek Hill brought, probably a couple extra touchdowns a year because of what Hill brought. Um, and I, I don't know if in that Chiefs offense and the way Andy Reid runs it, the way Mahomes likes to spread the ball around, I don't think that that's just going to be all given to Travis Kelsey. From a volume perspective, you saw for the first time last year, his uh, yards per target was down. The dude's a little slower. I think he's gonna be a little bit more brittle. And honestly, I think you have some really interesting tight ends on the come up. Um, I think you'll see a healthier, hopefully, season from Darren Waller, guys like TJ Hawkinson. I'm I'm pretty excited. As you heard about Ty- Kyle Pitts, Mike Gesicki, Mark Andrews is still awesome. Heck, if we get a full season out of George Kittle, like we've seen him put up 1,400 yards before, like I think the talent is there, at the position. For Travis Kelsey to put up a thousand yards, seven touchdowns, and we go, holy crap! Travis Kelsey was TE seven. I
0: mean. I don't disagree. I mean, I have met a couple of leagues, so that would make me a little sad at where I drafted him. But uh, when we were putting this doc together, uh, I was going to put Travis Kelsey finishes outside the top five. And I, I felt like that was almost too bold to a point because he's been such a, a locked and loaded, you know, top three tight end for forever. Um, I, I do see this as possibly in the realm of outcomes. He maybe he is tight end seven, tight end six, just right outside that top five. Uh, But he's the guy who's obviously been there the longest, has the best chemistry with Mahomes just based on the scheme of everything. But I can see that the reasoning, Tyreek Hill being gone, uh, Travis Kelsey might not see what he normally does. So um, I'd say it's pretty bold because I feel like he's a lock to be there. Tyler, what do you think?
1: The the reason that this doesn't happen is simply because Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense and the opportunity that comes – However, at some point, it's kind of like, okay, it's going to come, right? Like, when is it going to come? We've been asking that question about Brady for years, right? Like, this is the year that he hits the wall. But Travis Kelsey, um, it it seems like this is about the time that there's a tide that's about to turn in the tight end landscape. He has been the guy. Uh, His value right now, the fact that he's going – first round or early second in redraft leagues I think is crazy I wouldn't want to do that at all and then he's still pretty high in dynasty leagues so we'll see kind of how it plays out but he's one of those guys he, he should have been on I think he's a, he should be a sell um, I would want to maximize my value for somebody going into this year and, and not have be holding the bag with Travis Kelsey I feel As the
2: you. reality is tight ends and running backs get old fast And I think that we're going to unfortunately see a year where Travis Kelsey gets old fast. Maybe with Tyreek being gone and Patrick Mahomes being a legend, uh, he makes up on volume, he sees 150 targets, and he staves it off one more year. But 33-year-old tight ends are not elite.
0: Especially those that have seen the kind of mileage that Travis Kelsey
1: has seen at this point. There was one dude in Tennessee that was like 34 and always picked up off of waivers and was really good. Does anybody remember – Delaney uh, Walker. Yes. Delaney Walker. <laughs> he was a good 33 year old tight end. I don't, was he that old? Here's the thing. Dude, was he was like 34, end. 35 and he was putting up tight end one numbers, not a one overall, you know, top. Yeah, ten, having,
0: having good weeks and whatnot. I Sorry. I just
1: had to, had to throw it out there.
0: <laughs> so let's finish off strong boys. I'm going to take a stab at the internet's uh, as Twitter specifically, his favorite wide receiver, uh, the hall of famer, Gabriel Davis. I don't think he finishes inside the top 20. I think he's a great, like, low-end wide receiver two, could be a wide receiver three. Uh, I understand that he's on the bills, and everyone on the bills is an automatic one at their position in a lot of people's minds. Gabe Davis has been there. He's been around for a couple years now. This is year three we're going into. Uh, Couldn't beat out Manny Sanders last year for a while. Sanders got hurt, then he got in. And, yeah, he's there. He had a great a great playoff game against the chiefs i'm aware we saw it it was awesome one of the best football games i've seen in a long time four touchdowns i just feel like we are artificially inflating value based on what we just saw last from him and he scored in the preseason game with josh allen so it's just like oh the connection is still there they're going to be so good but like digs is still a thing uh, Dawson Knox now has nobody else around him he's still a thing Isaiah McKenzie has had tons of steam come out of camp and he produced when given the chance when Beasley was out last year they're still trying to run the ball Josh Allen still runs the ball there's there's a whole lot going on and I don't think Gabe Davis is going to have the consistent target volume to make him a true wide receiver one in some people's minds wide receiver two he'll be perfectly fine to start but just don't be expecting like Mike Williams type numbers out of this guy. It's just, it's just not going to happen in my mind. Uh, maybe I'm deluded. Maybe I'm crazy. Tyler, am I, am I mad here?
1: No, you are not mad. Um, the dude's ADP rose like a hundred spots after that game. Um, and then it's still climbing. Like it's still going up because, Oh, what if he does this every single game? There are outliers, right? Like that is, that game is an outlier. That is a game of a lifetime. Uh, but like you said, the receiving options in for the Bills, I'm with you on this. The receiving options for the Bills are really good, but there's a lot of them. And Josh Allen, the only the guy who's going to be the target share hog would be Stephen Diggs, and everybody else uh, won't be. The only thing that could be really good for Gabe Davis, he just seems to have a nose for the end zone, and that could be something that puts him in. Uh, there's going to be a couple of games that I hope it doesn't happen have, have week one or everybody's going to victory lap way too early, but there's going to be some games that he has multi-touchdown games. And But I would guarantee uh, he would be the kind of guy that I would say half of his fantasy production for the year may come in three games.
2: Yeah, Andy, I don't think it's that bold a prediction. Um, honestly, that's how I've felt about Gabe Davis the whole time. I'm not an owner of Gabe Davis in any leagues. I think that Isaiah McKenzie is just as talented as Gabe Davis. Um, I do think that the Colts missing Colt Beasley is going to be a thing, though. They're going to have to figure that out. Beasley caught, like, something close to, I think, 81 balls last year. Um, And so they they are going to have to figure out how to replace that production, and he caught a lot of important third-down catches. But I think we'll see Stephon Diggs return to just pure awesomeness. More this year than we will see the true emergence of Gabe Davis. Now, he might still have 63 catches for 80, 8, 847 yards. Right? He's not going to be bad, but uh, definitely not living up to that ADP. Also want to point out, Delaney Walker, age 30 to 33 seasons, almost 3,600 yards and 20 touchdowns, when before that he had never even had a 600-yard season. Um, Delaney Walker showing out. When he was uh, late career, so all the Cordero Patterson owners out there know that it might just keep happening, folks. Maybe he has discovered uh, his true talent. So,
0: and with that lovely nugget of knowledge for Cordero Patterson managers, we are going to call it a show today on this Wednesday. I want to thank Ben and Tyler for being here. Do not forget to hit us up on Twitter at Techmo Bros on Twitter. That is the account for the show. Tweet us questions, send me DMs, whatever. We'd love to hear from you guys. We're going to catch you guys tomorrow. We're going to talk about evaluating your Dynasty team and why trade calculators suck. So please make sure to come in. Check us out on Thursday, the 31st. We'll see you guys tomorrow.